Security clearance level three or above is required to access files. Command codes verified. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. I wanted to... I was going to do a Double Bird Lunsford rant, but nah. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> I'll save it for I'll save it for an episode of Mike on the Mic. Like, it's... I, I just, in general, like, I'm frustrated with the city of Boston and they're they have this attitude that they feel that all of their sports teams should always win a championship and it's not even just that anymore like it's gotten to the point where it's obnoxious because we all want our teams to win you know but like when Boston teams don't win it's not just like oh well you know what are you gonna do man it's a seven game series all sorts of crazy things happen you know the captain of our hockey team broke his jaw so it's understandable why we didn't win this no they blame the refs and they blame the other team and they call the other team scumbags and cheaters and like this coming from the same team who has an owner who was caught with you know uh, (laughs) uh, Chinese prostitutes who were brought here illegally into this country like a a quarterback who has been in all sorts of different problems with with the NFL and has been suspended a couple of times like a coach who has had problems with this a city that is known to have a racist fan base who has no problem venting their racist frustrations on Twitter and in person like Adam Jones when he was playing for the Orioles couldn't attest to this um Joel Ward when he was playing for the Capitals like just look that up Joel Ward Twitter Boston and you will see the horrible things that people said to him when he scored a game winning goal against the Bruins in the Stanley Cup playoffs like this was a playoff game man and people were calling him every horrible name you can think of because he scored a goal because he did his job and it's just like there, there gets to a point where it's hard to root for a city when you see all of this stuff going on like you understand that, like, obviously, you know, a couple of bad apples spoil the bunch, but it's just kind of like, it's hard to keep rooting for uh, essentially the bad guy over and over and over again. And I think the older I've gotten, the more I've I've kind of pulled my circle of things that I root for closer to closer to DC, and I don't expand outward very often. Um, but like, I used to really root for the Boston sports teams, and now I just can't. I just can't even find myself doing it anymore. You know, like it's just it's hard to to root for that city. I mean, they had a couple of reasons that they, that you should have rooted for them at various points, but like after seeing kind of the way that they act and like, Oh God, let me tell you. Okay. So another thing that's pissing me off about people, like mostly it's people from not from Boston. It's in discussing Boston. When you talk about the sports teams of that city, right? It's the Boston Celtics, the Boston Red Sox, the Boston Bruins and the new England Patriots, right? And you will have people say, like, when you're talking about the Boston sports teams, they're like, oh, well, the Patriots aren't uh, the Boston Patriots. They're their New England Patriots. And you're like, yes, but that's because New England is the entire region. Um, it's in reference to the fact that the that that's where the American Revolution got started at the Battle of Lexington and Concord, which was in Vermont and Massachusetts, respectively. 
so that's why they call it New England instead of just Massachusetts, but also Foxborough, where they play their their games, it's like 20 minutes outside of Boston. So it's a Boston suburb. The Washington football team plays in, in Maryland. The Capitals played in Maryland for years. Um, lots of teams do this. The San Francisco 49ers play in Santa Clara for crying out loud. They don't have to change their names to the Santa Clara 49ers. But, like, people on the internet will just want to pick at that one particular thing for some reason. And they're like, Both well, New York football teams play in New Jersey. Exactly. Like, I just, like, to, to, to that be the thing that you want to point out in an argument about sports. Well, they're not even really the Boston Patriots, so they're not really a Boston sports team. Just shut up. Like, what a dumb point that you're trying to make. You know? That would be like saying, like, okay... Um, all of the sports teams that play in Phoenix are all named Arizona. The Arizona Cardinals, the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, the Arizona Coyotes. And, well, oh, the Phoenix Suns. I'm sorry. They're the one team that doesn't that goes by Phoenix, right? But if you said the Arizona Cardinals win the Super Bowl, right? And they are the first Phoenix team to play or to win the Super Bowl. And, and people are like, well, they're not really Phoenix. They're Arizona. They play in Phoenix, man. Like, get over it. Like, I, the, the nitpicking, like, you have to be technically correct of the internet. And we see that all the time with comic book people too. Like in video game people that are like that too. Where like, if you make a joke, somebody was like, uh, you know, I, I went to this kiosk and I hit up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, BA, BA, select, start. But nothing happened. I was like, yeah, but now you have a thousand lives. And somebody's like, well, technically it's 99 lives. Dude, you get the joke, okay? Like, it's not like you win points on the internet and then you get to go cash those in for, you know, prizes. This, this isn't Chuck E. Cheese. Like, let it go. I just... I oh, think you, don't, you don't have the ticket app on your website mike uh, well, everyone's been getting thousands of tickets for or all the bitching they've been doing son of a bit really you have been missing out big time oh, man is that what ggr is missing yeah damn i said i wasn't gonna do a double bird lunsford i just totally did one anyways that's <laughs> all right <laughs> i was just gonna point that out <laughs> yeah <laughs> as you push your glasses up and say um actually yeah right like jesus oh uh, actually you did do a double bird lunsford on that episode even though he said he wasn't gonna do one <laughs> it's like <laughs> maybe listen to what he said yeah <sighs> i mean are, like how do you guys feel about this this sort of thing like it might be am i making a big deal about boston over nothing is like are all sports cities like this like I don't feel like even when DC sports fans are being obnoxious, they don't do this. Same thing with Pittsburgh. Somebody said that to me the other day. They were like, oh, well, Steelers fans are kind of obnoxious. And I was like, you know, the only thing that I ever run into Steelers fans is they're really, really passionate. Like, they'll talk trash during the game, and then the most part, they're buying you a beer afterwards. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree with you. Like, every, every, every New England fan I've ever known has been just extremely toxic and obnoxious about their team. Like there was a there was a there was a, a girl who was in my friend circle in college uh, during their 2007 season, and it was it was really annoying for her to 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 just be su- super obnoxious to us, all because her team won. And then, apparent allegedly, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what I was told. So when they lost the soup when they lost the Super Bowl, she apparently threw a tantrum on the plane and almost got put off. What? When they lost that Super Bowl in two thousand seven. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. <laughs> I just like I've never outwardly expressed my frustration or anger about my sports team losing 
like ever. Like I, I might like f- like Sandy will be like, "Why are you so pissed off?" And I'm like, "Oh, the freaking Caps lost again! I'm so mad." Yeah. But like I've never like gone out and like started fights with people or like gotten kicked off a plane. Like it's just, it's it's still a sporting it, event. Like I just yeah. I mean, your team losing is not going to break out racial slurs. Like not right. not anything you probably don't say on a regular on a somewhat regular basis. You know, like, like, no, like, no, that just doesn't happen, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, 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 and so, and, and I've heard, I've heard stuff about how segregated and how, excuse me, and how kind of outwardly racist Boston is. I've, I've only been there one time and I, I wasn't there for very long. So I, I can't, you know, I can't testify to it myself, but I've, I've, I've heard lots of stories about Bostonians just saying really, awful shit to 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 non-white people there yeah it's the fact that the fact that like when adam jones talked about what happened at fenway park and you had dozens and dozens of new york yankees players say yup totally happened to us too which normally the yankees are the devil you know the yankees are the, the evil empire they're the bad guys and all of a sudden that flipped it flipped for me at one point i was like man i kind of want to root for the yankees now instead of the red sox because as much as you hear about the yankees you don't hear about that sort of thing happening you hear about like like fights and yankees fans fighting with other teams players or other team fans and stuff like that but you never hear about that sort of horrible racist stuff and like it's kind of scary and like Philly, you know, say what you will about Philly fans, man. They'll throw batteries at baseball players. They'll throw snowballs at Santa Claus. They'll boo Michael Irvin when he when he breaks his neck on the on the field at Veterans uh, Veterans Stadium. But like, I, I I've never heard about them throwing racial slurs at people. Like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh nope. fans. The worst I've seen is when Alex Ovechkin scored that game winning goal in Game Three of the playoffs against them last year. All the Pittsburgh fans gave him the finger, and I just thought that was <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Like, you know, like it wasn't rude. It was just like I mean, well, it was rude, but you know what I mean. It's like it's it, that's it, that's the worst they're gonna do. You know, like hey, f you, Ovi. Like okay, cool. Like I don't think he cares. Like. It's not like he went home and cried. It's not like it was a racial slur. Jesus. Like, hey, it's... you don't know that. Maybe he took that really hard. <laughs> if he did, it turned it into a Stanley Cup, so that's okay. Like, <laughs> I'm sure that he followed that up, Steve, by eating like lots and lots of chicken parmesan. So, I don't think that's what it's called, Mike. Oh, Mama Lucia's. Oh God. Like, that's still like that's like my favorite story from that that cup run. Like, um. That he they would be in the middle of practice and he would just start screaming Mama Lucia's because he knew that that's where they were getting their after practice lunch like <laughs> and they were they were the DC media was trying to turn it into a, a thing they were like if the Capitals lose in the in the playoffs again is it Ovi's fault because he eats too much and then they win and it's like well no nah, never mind and he scored like eighty million goals he had like he had like sixteen <laughs> goals in the playoffs right and the guy who won the uh, Conn Smythe uh, for this year was Ryan O'Reilly. Comparatively, Ryan O'Reilly won the the playoff MVP for the NHL this year, right? And he only had nine goals. Oh, he had sixteen. So that should show you like how like awesome his playoff was last year. And like, I just think it was it was fueled by chicken parmesan and pasta. Like, if he didn't <laughs> have that, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like everybody should be eating that apparently. Yeah, but like it's I, I try never to like attribute because I've never disliked Boston sports teams. But now I kind of don't really want to see them win anymore. One, because they've won a, a ton. 
Um, but at the same time, too, like, you hear all these horrible things about their fans. You see it. Because that's the other thing is Twitter really is like, put a spotlight on people like this, man. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like Pittsburgh, yeah, that's the worst you're seeing with Pittsburgh is, like, some off-color stuff that they say to people at the stadium. But, like, I, I don't feel like you're hearing that sort of stuff about Pittsburgh fans. Like, I, I can't think of any other cities. I mean, like, there's the whole Oakland um, Raiders thing, but, uh, like, apparently their fans are animals. But, like... Yeah, I mean, they did, was it, it was a couple years ago, but it wasn't, like, a Raiders-Chargers game. And they they literally, like, beat that one guy's head in, and he had to go to the hospital oh, for, like, yeah. a long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes, but, like, I don't know. I, I'm on the fence with this one, just generally speaking, because I get the, what I, in my brain, call, like, the Yelp review effect, where it's, yeah. like, every time there's a good story, maybe one person talks about it. Every time something bad happens, it gets perpetuated infinitely across every possible media source. So, like, every time you hear, like, yeah, that one baseball player was, like, super racist. It's like, yeah, that's one guy on a team of how many dudes. Like, the rest of them are probably great guys and trying to do their job. And, you know, if that guy happened to have gotten drafted by the Royals instead of the Red Sox, I'm sure he would have done it there, too. So, sometimes I think that along the lines. But then I'm also like, well... Is it nature or nurture? You know, I mean, like, where where did the sort like, is it because he was in that city that he became that way? Or was he like that before he got to the city? You know what I mean? So I, I, there has I to be a level saying. of personal accountability, too, where was it you that, that are doing this or was it the environment that you were in? But at the end of the day, hey, maybe don't say racist stuff regardless of the situation. Then we don't have to worry about it. There it is. But, but, but at the end, yeah, so, I mean, there's no excuse for it. It, it is the end of the day sentiment but that being said i don't necessarily want to throw an entire city an entire team under the bus for a few bad apples yeah but it does seem like there tends to be an inordinate amount of bad apples in those particular teams and cities yeah it just it's i i think that like there there's a certain amount of zero tolerance that needs to be instilled that isn't because it it shouldn't be something where they can say that sort of thing and that's excused like it should be like you say this sort of thing and you're gone you're kicked out of the stadium and you're you're banned like it shouldn't be something where it's just like ah he's just it's freedom of speech he's just voicing his opinion that's that's an ugly thing to say that you only say for one reason and one reason only and that's to disparage somebody you know this isn't like you, you're speaking, you know, you pointing out that you're like, well, you know what? I think the Fenway dogs are, are the worst hot dogs in, in baseball. You know, like, no, this is this isn't an opinion. This is like you're saying a very horrible thing to somebody with the intent of of getting to them and irritating them and making them feel like crap. And that's that's not right. I mean, especially in the world that we live in, like, you should be better than that. And yep. especially like in an, in 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 a you want to like, let's point the finger at baseball here for just a second. Here we're talking about a sport that is suffering severely from a an attendance problem. Like people aren't going to baseball games, and when you have this sort of thing happening at baseball games, it, it kind of makes sense. You know, like that thing that happened at that Cubs uh, Astros game where that little girl got hit, and they were talking about like, well, maybe we should extend the netting all the way around, like, all the way to the foul poles so that people aren't getting hit in the head or hitting the, you know, getting hurt by these balls. 
and they like a lot of people were like, "Well, this is ridiculous. You're going to ruin the integrity of the game." You don't have a choice. You need to make this a family-friendly thing, or people are not going to want to come to baseball games anymore. And exactly. yeah, like you got to change with the times. And it's it's like those people who were like, "Oh, well, it's just a word." Yeah, but it's a word that's purposely hurtful. And if you're going to keep using yeah. it, it just means you're an asshole when people are like, "Hey, stop using that." Especially because when it when it when it does come out at these events, it's being used hatefully. Yeah, like that. That's your intention is to hurt someone when you use it. Yeah, I just I'm I'm of the belief that there's no you no reason to ever use that word. I mean, that's just my opinion. Like, I don't think. I mean, I'm speaking for myself. I don't. There's no reason that I ever have used that word ever. That's just that's just my opinion. Like, I the, don't. The static. Yeah. Good. Sorry. No, that was it. I'm 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 good. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, the saddest thing is that it's so, so difficult to get kind of somebody, like, out of the game for reasons like that. So, I mean, like, I think back to the Malice in the Palace. Ron Artest literally climbed to the stands and started punching fans in the face. Yeah, He got a one-year suspension and then went on to win a championship with the L.A. Lakers. Like, this dude climbed into the stands and hit the wrong guy in the face and started a brawl that is epic and legendary to this day. And even that didn't get him kicked out of the league permanently. So the idea of using any sort of foul language, racial slurs, something like that, and it resulting in more than just a slap on the wrist is unlikely at best. And I'm not sure how to change that because at the end of the day, what drives this whole machine is the almighty dollar you know what i mean yeah. and as long as people keep and then you're right what is going to change it is that attendance record is that that standing in it but baseball has this you know pastime connection to it and there's always going to be that level of american nostalgia connected to it and until the dollars really start slipping and people immediately identify we're not going to go participate because of this reason you're not really going to see any change. Ah, here you, right. get a, you get a fifteen, you get a fifteen game suspension with no pay. To to guys in in the league for the vast majority of them. Oh well, I'm not going to really change my behavior. Well, I'll take my I'll take my yeah. medicine. Whatever. Well, remind me here real quick too. How did that How did that brawl start? So it was the last minute of the game between the Pistons and the Pacers, and um, Ben Wallace. Uh, and Ron Artest kind of got into a scuffle because of a really hard foul. Like, again, the game's over as far as the score is concerned. It's just waiting for the last seconds to tick out. And Ron Artest and him kind of got in a tussle. And Ron Artest ran over to the scorer's table and was kind of fooling around and, like, laying on it. And a fan threw, like, a beer or a cup of water down at him. And he jumped up into the stands, ran up there, and hit the wrong guy in the face. It wasn't even, like, later on when they showed the video and stuff, totally different fan who threw it. And from there, all hell breaks loose. Both the Pistons and Pacers guys are fighting each other. There's multiple people up in the stands. I can't remember that. Uh, maybe it was O'Neal. was Steven the, Jackson your, was in there. Yeah. I, well, and yeah, and that was the thing. It was dudes like Steven Jackson and Ron Artest <laughs> who are already on a hair trigger. So you start this kind of nonsense and they're like, oh, hell no, let's go. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was a nightmare. I mean, so many people in the, involved in that got multiple game suspensions. And that was the first time I can ever remember. We're like on ESPNs and all the talking heads and stuff. They were talking like, 
is this dude ever going to play basketball again? Like, or is this an offense worthy of a permanent lifetime ban from from the league? And it ended up being a one year suspension. He had to go through like anger management classes. They had all these stipulations. He did all of them. And again, he ended up with like the Kobe like mid two thousands Lakers that that ended up winning a championship. So it, it started off with. Oh, look at this clown. I can't believe this. I mean, that's one of those things where it's just going to be a mar on the league forever. And his name is only going to be, you know, met with with laughter and derision because of how stupid this decision was. And maybe that's true because he was Meta World Peace at the time he won the championship. But um, I don't know, man. I feel like it's almost impossible to get these dudes out of a league no matter what they do. Yeah. Well, unless you sit for the anthem, that'll that'll get you out of the league. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. And, like, the, the worst part about that, too, about that situation, about the Kaepernick thing, was, like... Oh, I didn't even mean Kaepernick. I mean the um, the oh, basketball player. Frick, what was his name? Um, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, was that him? Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I forgot that about him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, for, I had forgotten that he had done that. And then as soon as you mentioned it, I was... That's right. Yeah, he played for the Nuggets, right? Uh, I, I don't remember, honestly. Yeah, I'll have to look that one up, but yeah. Uh, at any rate, like, it's... It, it was never one of those things that, like, I... I felt like was a... I mean, the players, that's... That's, like... The players is one thing. It, it's the fans that's, like... I, I feel like they should be... Like, if that's the sort of thing that they're going to be doing to players, like, that, that's ridiculous, man. yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's, and, and that's yeah. why in recent years, like NBA players have have constantly said, like, "Hey, something needs to be like something needs to happen. Something needs to be done about fans. Like nothing really terrible. Like not not since Mouse in the Palace, they haven't had anything really terrible happen. But at the same time, you don't you don't want the lax nature of uh, player fan interactions now because because of how it's set up." to allow something really horrible to end up happening and nothing's done until after the fact. Like we just, I mean, just this year we've, we've seen, um, well, we had the, 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 uh, the Warriors minority owner who pushed Kyle Lowry, uh, mention like good on him for not, not retaliating. Yeah. You have that, you have a Russell Westbrook, uh, the, the guy and his kid at that game earlier this year. There was an, another incident with a guy and his wife, and I, I don't remember what I don't remember what player that was, but there was a guy and his wife who was taunting um, and, and saying really super insensitive things um, to a player, and it's like it, it shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't get to like it shouldn't get to a point where yeah nothing terrible happened this time, but you know who know who knows what could, who knows what could happen. Yeah, and it's just it's. Yeah, I think that it's something that needs to be checked. But, like, it's... We've talked about this before, where, like, people don't respect each other anymore. Like, there, there's a lack of community in general. And I think that the internet is a wonderful tool. We've talked about this, too, that it's probably one of the greatest inventions of pretty much ever. But at the same time, too, people misuse it all the time. And, like, there, there's a, a lack of accountability when it comes to the things that you're willing to say and you're willing to say horrible racist things, it's why there's been a a rash. I mean, remember last year when we found out there were like 10 different Major League Baseball players that had said something stupid and racist on their Twitter from when they were like 16 or 17? Like, 
it was like, oh, this guy for the Brewers did it. And then it was like, oh, hey, here's a guy from the Nationals that did it. Oh, here's three guys from the Blue Jays that did it. And it was just like, Jesus, did did every single one of them do that? Like, it's... it. They, they People realize the, the power of their words, and they want to say something edgy and powerful, and then they do it, and then they forget about it, and then somebody drags it up. And, like, I don't think that... I think that's something that honestly it should be taught in schools. Like, hey, here's the thing: if you're gonna say these sorts of edgy things, realize that they're gonna come back to bite you in the ass when you're older. You know, like if you want to say these things, first off, here's why you shouldn't because it makes you sound like an idiot. But secondly, if you're gonna say them, you should probably be smart enough to not say them uh, in a public medium that can be saved forever. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think what it is too is there's no a lot of times when people say it, there, there's no accountability for it. Like. And in, in, in these in these players' cases, it came back, but I mean, they still get to, they still get to play baseball. Like it's, it didn't really affect them. You know, they were in the news for a couple of days, but ultimately, you know, it, it didn't really affect them. And 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 if just if that applies for them, just think about the the millions of people who tweet that kind of stuff regularly, and nothing is really going to nothing's going to happen to them either. So. As long as there's not going to be any accountability, there's not really going to be any incentive for people to to not be edgy, or and to to not say these to not say these things, or or to not you know even try to get in front if they are a public figure at least try to get in front of these things before they become you know a, a public thing. Let, yeah. let me tie both of our our themes here together with with both fathers and this particular topic. Have you guys seen the movie 42? Yes. Yeah. So there is an exceedingly powerful scene in that movie. And I think it goes really unnoticed because it doesn't have anything directly to do with Jackie Robinson, but it's about the fans. And there's a scene where there is a father and son at one of his games. And the father is just screaming like N word, N word, like out at him. And, And that happens a lot. Like it's actually a really hard movie to watch because that movie uses the n-word a lot and it's telling a, a you know biographical story and it, it it has its place there's a reason why they're doing it to, to show the struggle that he went through but the, this father's just screaming and heckling out at, at it and the kid's just kind of there and it's like you can tell maybe it's like his first baseball game or whatever and he's just like looking at his dad and watching the game and he's watching jackie robinson and then like halfway through the game he's screaming the n-word with his dad like at jackie robinson and so I'm thinking, like, all this stuff we're talking about, too, about sports, you know, athletes, people that are supposed to be role models and things like that. Sometimes we also forget how young they are and how ingrained some of this stuff may be from their upbringing. You know, oh, yeah. We don't know what, what kind of what childhood or, or things like that. So the problem also isn't just, hey, the league, you need to fix something. You need to slap them on the wrist. You need to indicate that this behavior is not acceptable while that also does need to happen that's not going to fix the individual we have to take it upon ourselves to be better for our next generation because they are going to learn from what we do yep and i I can actually tie something else i looked up a little bit earlier to that also and then tie this also to uh what what you were saying earlier about boston mike which is in the aftermath of of that Adam Jones incident, all of all five of Boston's teams together, along with the NWCP, launched an initiative called Take the Lead, 
it, which which kind of aimed to uh, do a better job to do a better job of not uh, of not only uh, not, not only you know tr- trying to create better environment for fans and fans of color who who do attend these games since lots of Boston Boston teams fan uh, games end up being overwhelmingly white but also doing a bit of community outreach and also um, doing things in inside the stadium or inside 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 the stadiums to hopefully you know convince people like hey like we don't we don't want this we don't we don't want to tolerate this kind of stuff happening and empowering people there like hey if you if you hear something if you see someone else or hear someone else doing something like you should speak up and say hey that's not cool yeah i i wanted to read something from from an interview um which i mean all all the things you said were, were just dead on mc but like i think that if you could point to one person that really kind of started this whole shocking for the sake of being shocking trend that is every single YouTuber and every single podcaster and every single radio host that's on a sports station here in DC. Like it's Howard Stern. Yep. And Howard Stern did an interview in Rolling Stone recently. And if you guys get a chance, you should definitely read it. If you just go to rollingstone.com, you just search Howard Stern. It's right there. It was in last month's issue. And it talks about how he's, he wrote a new book, and in the new book, he said that he didn't like his old interview style. And he said, and then the interviewer asked him, "What were you doing wrong back then?" He said, "I was obsessed about the ratings. I wanted to continue being number one. I didn't want to be the guy just spinning records. I wanted to be as big as the music I was playing. I wanted it to be about me." As the radio show grew, and we were doing things that the government was freaking out about, and religious groups were up my butt, I was really feeling pressure, like my career could be over any day. I had to entertain the audience and give them more and more. So on terrestrial radio, when you're getting rated. Literally every minute, a guest would walk in and I would say to myself, I got to get right to the outrageous. And he said, what's a good good example of that? He said, uh, George Michael, when he was in Wham, the first thing he asked George Michael when he came on, he's like, are you gay? Okay, yes, that's outrageous. And it's not fair to that guy. Gilda Radner, she went running out of the studio and banged her head on a speaker because she was so freaked out by me because I was insane. I was crazy because I was so worried the audience would tune out. Um, And he's saying that like he had Robin Williams on and he's like, this this was this like really hit me. He said, uh, "Yeah, in my mind, I knew all the answers. The audience wouldn't sit still for anything that was more than thirty seconds long. All they wanted is to be shocked and outraged. That's when I that's where I was in my life. I also regret about Robin Williams. Uh, I have a regret about Robin Williams that haunts me. I was so angry at the world. I love Robin Williams, and yet if he came into my studio, I had to act like I didn't love him. I'd be like, f you." Uh, F you, I need to get the attention. I was a baby. I wanted every listener. I wanted everyone focused on me. You're not going to be funnier than me. You're not going to come into my studio and steal the moment from me. This is who I was. Rather than say to Robin Williams, my God, you're here and celebrate an amazingly talented person and the beauty of that guy's career, he walks in and I was like, hey, I heard you were effing your nanny. Bam, sledgehammer, socked him right in the head. He's like, I was an asshole. And my audience is cheering me on because who does that? There's a lunatic loose from the mental asylum. And he said, and the interviewer asked him what made him change. He's like, I went to therapy. He's like, and and he realized how much of an asshole he was. And think about this, though. Because he was an asshole, he became the most famous person on radio ever. So, like, this guy wrote the, he was the architect of how to become famous by being an asshole. And I feel like everybody followed that, you know? And, like, the fact that he's repentant of it and saying this is not the way you should do things 
that should tell everybody something. The architect of this thing is like, you really shouldn't do this. And like it, it, I, I've never been a huge fan of his, but damn, do I respect this guy now because at least he realizes what he did was wrong. And like he, he got famous for the wrong reasons. And like, he's, he's dealing with that now. It's eating him alive. Like he, he was, he was really, really scared there for a minute. He thought he was going to die because he had a, a weird condition. Um, I mean, it turns out it's benign and nothing was wrong with him, but like he said, it really made him take stock of his life. And he's like, is this what I want to be remembered for as being the guy who said all this horrible shit to people? So like maybe those people out there who are saying these things and think that that's the way to be famous, maybe take some, some pointers from Howard Stern, you know, the guy who, whether you know him or not, is pretty much responsible for this whole thing. And that's just kind of my, my, my two cents on all of that. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but. No, that's that's good insight because I mean, you, you're right. You don't you really just think of him as kind of the shock jock, and I didn't even know that he had this interview and this kind of story and this repentance that he's you know this forgiveness that he's seeking. That's really big of him, you know. Yeah, it, it absolutely is, and it, and it makes me respect him a lot more. And just yeah, and it, and it really like just another another reason to like really reinforce that like I feel like what we're doing here at GGR is the right thing and like I just recently wrote a new about us page for the Great Geek Refuge and if you guys haven't checked it out you literally can go to the greatgeekrefuge.com and right there there's a spot that says about us click on that right there it'll take you right there and it just goes into the don't be a juice bag mantra and really expands that and, and talks more about like what that really means and like the things that we're not going to stand for here like we're never going to be the type of person who is going to do the shocking things just in hopes that we might catch a couple extra listeners. If you don't want to listen, don't listen, man. Cause I'll tell you what, it, whether we have five listeners or 5 million listeners, me, Steve and MC have a blast doing this. And that's why we keep doing it. And we, we want you to be involved. You know, we want you to enjoy yourselves. We want you to share this and we want all of this to be a refuge for all, but there will never be a point where we won't stand up for bullying. If someone's being bullied, we're going to stand up and we're going to kick you out. It's just not going to happen. Because this is not what this world was meant to be. And it's it's, it's a very important thing for me. It's a very important thing for MC. It's a very important thing for Steve, for for James Rambo, for, for TK, for everybody that's part of this refuge that we've created. It's, it's something that we will stand by and we will defend seriously. Because there is no place for gatekeepers. There's no place for people who want to say things controversial just to be controversial. If you're trying to make a name for yourself doing that, don't do it somewhere else. It's not going to happen here. So when you get a chance, read it. I mean, I would love to know what you guys think about it, but more importantly, just it, it, that's how we feel and that's what we believe. And that's something that we will continue to spread because this needs to be a refuge, a place where people can go and feel safe, not a place where people go and have to worry about somebody like ripping on them on the internet because internet bullying is the it's the lamest thing ever like if you're a bully on the internet you were just you were pathetic you were beyond pathetic like if that's how you have to get your joy and that little kick of dopamine in your brain is by by picking on people on the internet like that find find something else man go outside find a hobby shoot some hoops do something but like there are way too many people that really get a lot of joy out of that and i just that it just it scares me that that's what our world is coming to but we won't be part of it, is, is all I'm trying to say here. Nope. I think um, it's pretty evident that our platform is designed specifically to 
share ideas, share art, share laughter. Um, you don't have to agree with everything that we say. We're not going to agree with everything that you say, but it doesn't mean it's not valid and doesn't have, you know, worth being brought up. You know I mean? I think that's the lost art of the internet and the lost art of really our culture right now is just talking to each other and enjoying each other and experiencing each other. You don't have to be clones of each other. You know what I mean? Like the, the differences in each other is the beauty of each other. And I, 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 that's what I love about GGR. Yeah, MC, what were you, what were you saying? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not you. I'm, I thought I was muted, but I was yelling at this dog. Sorry. <laughs> yelling at Cosmo. Um, I mean, that's that that's exactly right, Steve. And like, here's the other thing, too, is to take into consideration. Uh, MC does not like M. Night Shyamalan movies. Uh, TK Walker does. And, like, that was, like, my favorite part of last week's episode is, like, you guys, like... It was it was perfectly because you both stated your opinions and then that was it. It wasn't just like, well, that makes you a bad person. Like, nope, we just moved the, the hell on. So, wait, they can still be friends even though they don't agree on everything. I know, right, Steve? Isn't that weird? What? I didn't know that was possible for humans. Yeah, apparently it is. Here at the Great Geek Refuge, it is. Guys, check out the website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Uh, there are articles. There are podcasts. In fact, there's going to be all sorts of cool things coming up here. Within the next couple of months, we're going to be adding to our repertoire. I know that Steve is an anime fan. I know that MC is an anime fan. We're going to be adding a new contributor who is yet to be named. So you guys just keep your nose, uh, your nose, keep your eyes open for that. Apparently, you can smell a podcast. Um, <laughs> keep your eyes open for that because we're going to be talking more anime. We're going to have some articles. We're going to have some podcasts. It's something that I that I know that you guys love. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'm not going to stop anybody from enjoying this, man. Please. In fact, I'm probably going to listen to it, and I'm going to watch some of these things that they mentioned because I would love to get into it. There's a couple of pieces that I really enjoy. I used to love coming home from my days back in uh, working for Blockbuster late at night on um, Adult Swim. They would play – it wasn't even Adult Swim. It was Toonami at that point. They would play uh, Cowboy Bebop, and I loved that series. It was such a cool series to watch. And when they did that in-between Series between the first Matrix, or it was between the second Matrix movie and the third Matrix movie called uh, The Animatrix. Absolutely loved that series. It was so cool. All of those little uh, joiner episodes were, were super fun to watch. Um, I can't wait to hear more and find more about anime and maybe get into some of the things that, uh, that I've been missing all these years. But for um, MC, for Steve Monick, for everybody here at the Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford, and thank you so much for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Welcome to resistance. The tension is here. The tension is here.
This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy! Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website greatgeekrefuge.com for more podcasts and our awesome articles.